Mark chapter 1. Jeffrey Trainer, you stand up and pray. chapter 1. I'll try to hurry and get out of the way. I, um, I'll just be honest with you. I guess I'm just stubborn. I, I sit here and tell y'all not to be stubborn, but I'm stubborn too. The Lord, before I ever began to study yesterday, told me to go here. And I read over it and I thought, that just ain't right. And I've read through books of the Bible yesterday and ended up right back where He told me. So, y'all ain't the only one stubborn. I am too. But I believe this is a message that God's put on our heart. Mark chapter 1, go toward the end there at verse 40. Verse 40, Mark chapter 1. We got kind of two stories here. The the end of chapter 1, the beginning of chapter 2. And I believe that they are intertwined. I believe there's a lesson that we can learn from looking at both of these. Uh, Verse number 40. Chapter 1, verses 40 of uh, the Gospel according to Mark. And there came a leper to him, beseeching him, and kneeling down to him, and saying unto him, If thou wilt, thou canst make me clean. And Jesus, moved with compassion, put forth his hand, and touched him, and saith unto him, I will, be thou clean. And as soon as he spoke, had spoken, immediately the leprosy departed from him, and he was cleansed. And he straightly charged him, and forthwith sent him away, and saith unto him, See thou, say nothing to any man, but go thy way, show thyself to the priest, and offer for thy cleansing those things which Moses commanded for a testimony unto them. But he went out and began to publish it, much and to blaze abroad the matter insomuch that Jesus could no more openly enter into the city but was without in desert places and they came to him from every quarter. Uh, right before this scripture, um, right before this story, Jesus is uh, in Peter's house and uh, Peter's mother-in-law is sick and he heals Peter's mother-in-law and then it says that he uh, healed many, that they was bringing many of the sick that was in the town, in the place there. They was bringing many that was there to be healed and Jesus was just healing them all. But everywhere in the Bible that you read about Jesus healing people, it really ain't got nothing to do with the healing. It really ain't got nothing to do with how He's healed them. It's uh, it's got to do with Him proving who He was. And it's got to do with Him showing them that He is the, the, the one true God. That He was the Messiah. That He is the way, the truth, and the life. That He is the way to heaven. That was the point in all the healings. If you dig deeper into what the Scripture says and the, uh, the, the, the point behind it all. But here we see that this leper has came to Him. And leprosy in the Bible is a, a nasty disease. Leprosy, you, you, you had boils and different things that come up over you and it totally consumed the outside of your body. It totally consumed everything about you and if you was a leper then you was outcast and you wasn't uh, supposed to be around anybody else. Nobody could touch you. Nobody could touch the things that you've touched. You was considered unclean under the law of Moses. You was uh, unclean. You was dirty. You wasn't no good and you was totally taken over by uh, this disease and um, 
Um, uh, up to this point, there had only been two accounts of people that had been uh, uh, healed of leprosy in the Bible. And uh, one was Moses and one was Naaman. And uh, before, uh, when Moses was healed of leprosy, it was before the law. And then Naaman was a Gentile, so he wasn't under the law. And up to this point, no Jew, uh, since the law had been put in place, had been healed of leprosy. And here in the Bible, leprosy is a symbol of sin. Leprosy is a symbol of sin and if you're caught up, if you have leprosy or you're caught up in sin just as the leprosy was on this man, it totally consumed him. And before you get born again, you're born a sinner and you are totally consumed by your sin. There is nothing good in you. You are a sinner by nature because the Adam and Eve ate of the fruit in the garden. All of mankind come under the curse of sin. And this leprosy, this leper here, this a story about this man being healed of the leprosy I believe if we'll look at it through spiritual eyes we'll see that this is the same thing that happens to us when we get saved when the Lord forgives our sins He washes our sins away and He cleans us up and that sin that sin nature that did consume us we're no longer under that sin curse anymore the, 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 the sinful nature of my flesh is still there but I'm no longer bound by that curse that was on me and that's what's happened here to this leper he said that he came beseeching him and kneeling down to him that kneeling was just reverence in Jesus as a, in a divine nature that Jesus was and could do what he said he could he came to him and he was beseeching him he was crying out to him and he was kneeling down before him you know that's what we've got to do if we want to get rid of that sin nature that's weighting us down that thing that's got us bound that thing that's keeping us out of heaven if we want to be right with God we've got to go to Jesus and bow down before him and cry out to him and say Lord if you will as this man did he said if thou will canst thou make me clean I believe that this leper already knew that Jesus could this leper was a believer he knew that Jesus could heal him he didn't say Jesus if you can he said Jesus if you will if you will will you do this for me and I believe that's why this leper was healed of the disease that he had. <clears throat> Look back in verse number 41. <clears throat> and Jesus moved with compassion, put forth his hand and touched him. That, that under the law, Jesus was not supposed to touch somebody with leprosy. Nobody was supposed to touch somebody with leprosy because they're unclean. And if you touch them, then you become unclean. But Jesus and uh, Jesus seen and being moved with compassion touched him anyway. You know, Jesus being moved with compassion, and we call it the passion, the passion of the Christ, being moved with compassion and seeing the sinful nature that had overtaken us, left heaven, came to earth, lived and put on the sinful flesh, never was, never, uh, never was corrupted of the sin died for you and me that was the same compassion that he had here for this man that was a leper he had it for you and I because we was uh, 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 consumed with a disease that we were not able to get rid of you know this man he couldn't get rid of his leprosy and I don't believe that uh, it was necessarily uh, his leprosy that was his problem it wasn't nothing that 
he had done that created his problem. It was just that he was, uh, it was his disease that was his problem. It wasn't that he had done something wrong or something bad to get him in this shape, but his disease because of who he was. That's the same shape that we're in. It ain't because we've done something that's bad and we can't earn it because we're good. It's just the sin cursed in his own, all of mankind. And without the blood of Jesus, we cannot go to heaven. It ain't because you're a real bad person. It ain't because you're a real good person. Uh, Christians ain't real good people. They're just saved. And a lot of us are hypocrites. And if we're all honest, we're all hypocrites. But the difference is we're striving to do the will of God every single day. Trying to walk in that straight and narrow path that God has called us into. Being a good person don't get you to heaven. Being washed in the blood, saved by the grace of a loving God is the only way that you can go to heaven. It's the only way that you can be healed of the dirty disease called sin that's on our life. That's the only way that we're ever going to be healed. <clears throat> 42. And as soon as he had spoken, immediately the leprosy departed and he was cleansed. He was a new man. He wasn't the same man he was before. He was a brand new man. I've heard testimonies after testimonies. And if you've ever been saved, you've felt this before. When you cried out to God and you knew that He could and you said, Lord, if you will, just save me. Lord, just forgive me. Lord, I need you. When that weight of that sin falls off of you, that's the feeling this man had of his leprosy. He couldn't be around nobody. Nobody liked him. Nobody wanted to be anywhere that he was. But now he's a brand new man and he's seen that the church people loved him. He's seen that the world uh, the world is just lost and that Jesus loved him and this new man arises and it said and he straightly charged him and forthwith sent him away. You know when you get born again I say this every single week and I hope that we grasp it that getting born again is not the end. The salvation is not a one time experience. It's not just coming to the Lord one time and then we've got it. As you see here as soon as this leper was healed it said that he straightly charged him and forthwith sent him. When you get saved, when the sin comes off of you, then you have a, a charge on your life. Then you're sent by God. You are called into the ministry to do the will of God and to follow this blessed book, the King James book for the English speaking people. This is the way. This is the only way. And when you're uh, born again, your sins are washed away. If you'll follow this book, you'll be right with God. But if you decide to go in another direction, then the Lord tells you too, you're going to do more damage than you realize. If we read here, we'll see this man uh, 44 says, and saith unto him, see thou saith nothing to any man, but go to the priest and offer for thy cleansing those things which Moses commanded for a testimony unto them. Verse 45, but he went out and began to publish it much. And to blaze abroad the matter insomuch that Jesus could no more openly enter into the city but was without in desert places and they came to him from every quarter. So Jesus has told him, 
He's told this man that he just healed of his leprosy and this man must have had faith in Jesus or it wouldn't have happened. And he came to him and he said, I believe that you can, but will you heal me? And Jesus says, I will because of his compassion, because of his love. That's the heart of the Lord. That's his nature. That's who he is. He loves us and his hands held out and he wants to help us. And here he asks, he's helped this man, but then he straightly charged him and he said, see that thou sayest nothing to any man. He said, don't go tell any man but go to the priest he said go to the priest and offer for thy cleansing those things which Moses had commanded for a testimony unto them I believe that if uh, uh, this man the thing that Jesus called him to do you can go back and read it it's in Leviticus 14 and uh, as far as I know up to this point and maybe ever uh, a leper has never been healed in this manner and up to this point, um, the, Jesus tells this man to go to the priests and do the thing that Moses told you to do under the law. We won't read through all of it. It's you kill two birds and you wash this and then this and it's a whole big ordeal. It's a whole big ceremony when uh, the Lord has healed somebody of leprosy. But Jesus tells this man to go to the priests and do what was commanded under the law for a testimony to these priests. And this man, he didn't do what he was supposed to do. He had had faith. He had trusted in the Lord. He had been healed of the curse, the disease that was on him. But then he chose of his own free will to go in another direction. You know, I'm afraid that's what we've done in 2024. Is we've been healed, the sin's been washed away. And instead of doing the thing that God has called us to do, we've gone in our own way. If you'll notice here, this man has said, but he went out and began to publish it much. So this man, he went out and he went to praising God for it. And in my mind, it's hard for me to grasp how that praising God could be wrong. This man went out and began to praise God, but he was trying to praise God without doing the very thing that God had called him to do. I used to sit right back there, back there where Donna and them sitting. And I was not doing the thing that God had called me to do. He had called me to preach as a 12 year old little boy. And when I would try to praise Him, something just didn't feel right. I was still praising God for the miracle that He had worked in my life. But I wasn't right with Him because I wasn't doing what He had called me to do. You know, it's not just those of us that are called to preach. It's not just those that are called to sing or called to pray or whatever the calling is on your life. Every individual that's ever been saved has been called to go out into the highways and hedges and compel the world to come in and hear the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. We are a living testimony. We are to pick up our cross daily and show the world what it means to be a Christian. Every one of us should have a relationship on an individual basis with the Lord and we know what God wants us to do and I believe this morning that's part of the reason that we can't lift up our hands because we know we've not done what God has called us to do and we feel guilty because we're walking around
around in sin, going how we want to go, doing what we want to do, instead of truly putting God first. Hey, this world, America, they've totally forgot and don't understand what it means to really put God first. We do what we want and say God's first, but He's not. We don't put church first. We don't put the ministry first. We don't put going out in the streets first. We do what we want. And then we come to church and we say, Lord, bless me if you can. We're just like this man. We're just like this man. This man, if he had went back to the priest, his story in the Bible would have been altogether different. His story would have been one of the greatest testimonies. This man, he could have made a huge difference for the kingdom of God. He could have made a huge difference if he had went back to those priests and he had done what God had told him to do and he had been a testimony to these priests of what Jesus had done, that Jesus was God and that Jesus healed him of these things. If he would have went back, he would have been a testimony to them priests. And I believe maybe some of the priests would have believed. And if he had done what he was supposed to, maybe some of his friends and family would have believed. But instead of making a good difference for the kingdom of God. He hindered the work of God. He did. It said there in verse 45, but he went out and began to publish it much and to blaze abroad the matter insomuch that Jesus could no more openly enter into the city but was without in in desert places and they came to him from every quarter. So Jesus, the ministry that Jesus had, that He was doing, He was preaching to the people because this man disobeyed God, Jesus had to go somewhere else because they was flocking Him. Because there was so many that come around that He couldn't handle it. And because they would tell Him that, uh, that they thought that Jesus was a blasphemous, that He was a blasphemer, and that He was doing wrong. So when we don't do what God has called us to do, we tell ourselves that we're only hurting ourselves just like a drug addict we tell ourselves that we're only hurting ourselves but we're not only hurting ourselves we're hurting the testimony of God and we're hurting the work of God God can still do it and he does here a few verses later he comes back and he does the work that he was already doing but this man hindered the work of God and that's the testimony that he left behind Butch has said it over and over and over that all that matters on your tombstone is that little dash. You got a day that you was born. You got a day that you died. Nobody remembers those days, but they remember what's in that little dash and what your testimony was and who you were while you was here on earth. Was you a a, a help? Was you somebody, a warrior for the Lord? Did you win many souls to the Lord? Or was you a hindrance to the work of God? I don't want to be a hindrance to the work of God. Whether I understand what God wants me to do or not, I still want to do it. We don't always understand why. This man probably didn't understand why he told him to go back and do what the law commanded him to do. He probably didn't understand that. And he went out and he thought he was doing good by praising God. But he was in the wrong because he didn't follow the call that was on his life. Whatever the call is on your life, and you know what your call is. And if you don't have a call on your life, you need to get close to God so that you'll understand that there is a call on your life. 
if you're not following that call, if you're not following the path that Jesus has set before us, then you're hindering the work of God. And your testimony will be like this man's, that you've done more damage than good. I want a testimony that I've done good for the Lord. I want to know when I get to heaven that there will be some there that because I followed the path that God set before me, they'll be there with me. There might be some in hell that's there today because I didn't do what God called me to do when He called me to do it. But going forward and from this moment on, I want to do the work of God that He's put in my path, that He's called me to. That's the job. we got a job as Christians. We're either hindering or we're hurting. This man's testimony could have been that this law that the Lord told Moses to put in the book of how to cleanse or how to cleanse, I guess to cleanse your soul after you've been cleansed of leprosy. This thing had never been done up to this point. This man could have been the first one and I'm not sure maybe the only one that this had ever been done with. This was a great testimony that he missed out on. It was a great testimony. It was a great work. He could have uh, been a testimony to these priests and made a huge difference. But he missed out on the testimony because he did not do what God said to do. Coming to church is not the call on our life. Coming to church is just to worship the Lord. Coming to church is because He loved me. But the call that's on my life is out there. This is not my only work. Me as a preacher, I do have a work here. But this is not the only place where we serve God. We We serve God every day of the week out there in the world showing the world who Jesus is as a testimony to who He is and to what He's done. Our job is out there. It's not just in here. This, uh, This may seem a little odd, but I believe this ties right in going into chapter number two. I believe that this man... This first man, this leper, I believe that he produced fruit of disobedience. He produced fruit of disobedience. His disobedience caused something to happen. It caused Jesus to have to flee, to go outside the city and the work that he was doing to cease. It caused something. Now I want us to look in chapter number 2. I believe there's some here that had some fruit of obedience. Some fruit that made a difference. Uh, Chapter number 2, verse 1. And again he entered into Capernaum. After some days, and it was noise that he was in the house. So this man had hindered the work of God for a little while. But God's work's going to go on. Whether you stand in the way or not, God's work is still going to go on. He still entered back into Capernaum. Even though this man had done the wrong thing, God don't need me. He wants me. God don't need me to do His will. He wants me to. You know, I've never found a greater blessing than to know that God has done something through my life. It ain't for me and it ain't for my glory and it's not that He had to have me to do it, but it's an honor and a privilege that He was able to, that I was willing to let Him work through me. The joy that I've got from my salvation comes from the fact of knowing that God has worked through me because I was willing to do His will in my life. That's where my joy comes from. And again, He entered into Capernaum after some days, and it was noise that He was in the house. And straightway many were gathered together insomuch that there was no room to receive them. No, not so much as about the door. And he preached the word unto them. So like I was saying before, the, all the healing 
And all the places where the Lord has healed the people in the Bible ain't got nothing to do with the healing most of the time. It's most of the time got to do with the preached Word of God. The preached Word of God is what comes first. All these people had gathered back around and they was in this house and they couldn't get in and there wasn't nowhere for them to stand or to be and the thing that the Lord seen was most important was that He preached the Word. That He told them the way to get to heaven. That's the most important thing. This morning we sang and when it finally loosened up a little bit we began to praise and, and some prayed and things was happening and that's what I long to see. That's what my heart longs for. But more importantly than that is the preached Word of God. That's the way that uh, uh, the sinner gets drawn to the old-fashioned altar to get saved. That's the power of God. To the world it's foolishness. foolishness. But to us it's the power of God. And the preached Word of God is still needed in this day. <clears throat> and they came, they come unto Him Bringing one sick of the palsy. He was paralyzed. This man was paralyzed. And it says, which was born of four. And when they could not come nigh unto him for the press, they uncovered the roof. And when they had broken it up, they let down the bed wherein the sick of the palsy lay. When Jesus saw their faith, he said unto the sick of the palsy, Son, thy sins be forgiven thee. But there were certain of the scribes sitting there and reasoning in their hearts, Why doth this man thus speak blasphemies? Who can forgive sins but God only? And immediately when, he, when Jesus perceived in his spirit that they, were, that they so reasoned within themselves, he said unto them, Why reason ye in your hearts? Whether it is easier to say the sick of the palsy, thy sins be forgiven thee, or to say, arise and take up thy bed and walk. But that ye may know that the Son of Man hath power on earth to forgive sins. He saith to the sick of the palsy, I say unto thee, arise and take up thy bed and go thy way into thine house. So here this man, he's sick with the palsy. And apparently, he wasn't a believer. Apparently, this man, it said that uh, verse number 5 said, Son, thy sins be forgiven thee. So these four men, it said that he was born of four. That born just means to take up or to lift up or to bear. So these four men was bearing this burden of this man. This man apparently wasn't a believer because he said, Thy sins be forgiven thee. So the reason that this sickness was on this man was because of his sin. In another place, it's talking about a blind man. I think it's in John. He says that, uh, it, that uh, this man was blind not because of his sin, but so that the works of God could be made manifest in him. So it's not always that the sickness is because of sin, but I believe in this scenario, this man was in in this place and in this situation and he was paralyzed because of his sin sick nature. Uh, the, the, the sin that had overtaken him was the problem. And then we see these four men and these four men are really who I want to look at. It said that he was born of four. And then uh, uh, verse number five said when Jesus saw their faith. You see these four men, the Bible doesn't tell us who these four men are. 
The Bible doesn't tell us, like it did about the leper, what kind of testimony they was going to have. This leper was going to have a great testimony. If he had done what God had said to do, I believe that thousands, including some of the Jewish priests, would have got right with God because of the testimony that he was to them. And he would have had this great testimony. But because he didn't do it, he's got a bad testimony. He's got a testimony of disobedience. But here we see these four men, and apparently these four men were just believers. It didn't say that they was a preacher. didn't say they was a priest. didn't say that they had been down a long, long road of drugs and Jesus had miraculously changed their life. You know, that's what we all strive for for some reason. We all think that we've got to have this great phenomenal testimony of how far in sin that we had been or how wrong that we had been or how bad that we had been. And Jesus saved us out of it. But that's not what these four men had. But these four men uh, being faithful to the call that was on their life have ended up with a far greater testimony than what this man that was a leper has. He's got a testimony of disobedience and being a hindrance to the work of God. But these four men, because of their obedience, not because of who they were, not because they were great men, they were probably just regular church members, but because of their faith, as it says in verse number 5, this man that was sick of the palsy, he ends up with his sins forgiven. It says when Jesus saw their faith He said unto the sick of palsy Son thy sins be forgiven thee The problem that he had was sin And because of their faith You know I believe that if we'd begin to bear The burdens of the lost If we'd get a burden for our lost world If we'd get a burden for our lost friends and family And we would do all that we could do To get them to the place that we know Jesus is going to be Hey, every Sunday, I don't know how long it's been since I've been at Mount Vernon Church and I come in and I just really didn't feel like Jesus met with us. Every single Sunday, the Lord is faithful. Every single Wednesday, the Lord is faithful. And we come into His house and when we come looking for Him, He shows up every single time. So why are we not going and getting the lost men and women that are paralyzed and can't help themselves because of the sin curse that's on them? Why would we not do everything we can do to get them to where Jesus is going to be? That was their desire. They had faith that Jesus would do the work. They couldn't save this man. They couldn't make this man believe. They couldn't forgive this man's sin. But they knew if they could get him to Jesus. That's where our heart needs to be. Our heart needs to be, if I can just get them to Jesus, if I can just get them to where the presence of God is going to be. You know, this morning I would love for a bunch of our lost to have been here. But when they came, would they have seen us having to sing song after song to try to pump us up? To try to get us excited about what the Lord has done? Or would we be willing to fight through the crowd to take the roof off of the building just to get where Jesus is so we could praise Him? That's tough, I know, but us as Christians, we come to the house of God and we just, well, I don't know what we think. We think somebody else is going to do it. But these men literally had to climb up on the roof, cut the roof off, lower this man down in to get to where Jesus was because they wanted to get their friend to Jesus that desperately.
How desperate are we to get where the Lord is? How desperate are we to get our friends to where the Lord is? If my lost had come in today, I would be praying that we would all be prayed up and that we would all be on fire for God and that we would all be in one mind and one accord so that we could get them saved. I can't do it, but if I get them where Jesus is, He can. These four men, I believe, were in one mind and one accord. In order for them, I don't know what kind of bed he had or if it had sticks or what, but in order for them to tote him and to walk, they had to be in unity. They had to walk at the same pace. They had to hold him at the same height. They had to do everything the same according to the will of God. They had to follow the will of God in order to get him there. In order for us to get our lost friends and family to where the Lord is, we've got to follow the will of God in unity. In unity. If we're disobeying what God has instructed us to do, we're hindering the work of God like this leper did. And we're producing fruit of disobedience. But if we'll walk in one mind and one accord that we're going to do all we can do to be right with God and to serve God and to follow the path that Jesus laid before us, I believe that we'll produce fruit of obedience. We'll produce fruit of obedience. When Jesus saw their faith, He said unto the sick of the palsy, Son, thy sins be forgiven thee. But there were certain of the scribes sitting there and reasoning in their hearts, Why doth this man thus speak blasphemies? Who can forgive sins but God only? And immediately when Jesus perceived in His Spirit that they so reasoned within themselves, He said unto them, Why reason ye these things in your hearts? Whether is it whether it is it easier to say to the sick of palsy, Thy sins be forgiven thee, or to say, Arise and take up thy bed and walk, but that ye may know that the Son of Man hath power on earth to forgive sins, he saith to the sick of the palsy. Jesus proved himself to this man that he was God in the flesh, and that he would forgive his sins. When we come to an altar, when we come to the presence of God, when we get saved, Jesus proves Himself. He proves who He is. I don't prove Him. The church don't prove Him. Jesus proves Himself. Just like He did here, He said, But that ye may know that the Son of Man hath power on earth to forgive sins, He saith to the sick of the palsy, I say unto thee, Arise, take up thy bed, and go thy way into thine house. And immediately He arose took up the bed, and went forth before them all, insomuch that they were all amazed and glorified God, saying, We never saw it on this fashion. So because of their faith, this man now has faith. Because of his friends, because of his friends being faithful, because of his friends being obedient, this man now has faith of his own. Faith to faith. We heard that the other night, didn't we? Faith to faith to faith. Our faith spills over on others. Come on, Tommy. And immediately he arose, took up the bed, and went forth before them all, insomuch that they were all amazed and glorified God. We never saw it on this fashion before. This man couldn't walk before And before you get born again, you can't walk on your own. This man was not able in and of himself to walk. And as a sinner, 
we're not able to abstain from sin. As a sinner, we're not able to escape the curse of sin. For the wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ, His Son. The gift of life comes through Jesus. You can't get to heaven by your good works. You can't stop living in sin on your own. I was a drug addict. And ten and a half years ago, uh, the Lord changed my life forever. And before that point, I was trying my best to stop doing the things that I was doing. I couldn't stop doing the dope. I couldn't stop looking at stuff I wasn't supposed to. I couldn't stop the language that came out of my mouth. Because I was caught up in the snare of sin. The sin curse had its hands on me. And I could not get free. But when I came to the Lord, when I gave it to the Lord, and I said, Lord, here it is. He proved Himself to me. And I was able to stand up and walk through the power of the Lord. From what he done in my life, the change He made, it was His power. All I had to do was be willing. And now I've got a desire in my heart to see others have that same thing. I've got a desire to see somebody saved. As a Christian, that is the desire of every Christian's heart. And if it's not, they may not be saved either. But that is the desire that's in our heart is to see somebody get right with God. That's my greatest desire. That's the thing that my soul longs for. Everybody wants to be happy and everybody wants to feel joy. There's no greater joy than seeing somebody get right with God. There's just not. Let's all stand. If you're not saved this morning, if you don't know beyond a shadow of a doubt that you're saved, come pray. The altar's open. Some's coming. If you need to do business with God, you need to talk to God, you need God to help you with a situation, come call out to Him today.